Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, December 14th, and welcome to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. I am your host today, Tug. Yes, I am solo. Doug has deserved and received a much-needed break, uh, and with that, we as a whole, this will be our last show uh, in December for this year, uh, as we're going to take a break for the holidays, come back, maybe restructure the show, but we're going to come back, have a good time with you guys. Uh, we are not done. Uh, again, just going going to take a break and come back that being said before we get the show started today we do have some sad news breaking as of tuesday uh mississippi state head coach mike leach has passed away uh this is a major loss for for college football across he's a fun coach fun to watch uh in a great coaching mind um he was admitted sometime this weekend uh Rush to the hospital, life-flighted to Jackson uh, with what seems like complications due to a heart attack or complications due to a heart condition. Unfortunately, was unable to pull through. Uh, just really unfortunate news headed into bowl season for, for Mississippi State, that program, and, and for the world. So Mike Leach, rest in peace uh, to his family, friends in the Mississippi State program. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. With that, I'm going to jump right into the NFL. Uh, look, the NFL has a ton of news going on every week, guys. Uh, we've noticed one change that we are going to make is we're going to keep trying to push you guys to our Discord for more breaking news. As fast as we can get it, it, it is out on there. Uh, we, we are discussing it constantly with everyone who's on there with us, so please join us there. The link is in the description below if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, it is scrolling on the bottom if you're watching us. Uh, that being said, uh, the, both of those invites are never expiring, so you can click them whenever and, and join in on us. But let's get into our game review, starting off with a look of, at our current standings. Once again, I'm still holding the lead going three and two in this last week at 43 and 21. Uh, Bug is sitting at 36 and 28 after going three and two last week. And Doug's got the stonks this week going 35 and 29. A lot of craziness happening in the NFL this past weekend. Uh, starting on Thursday night with the Raiders at the Rams. As you know, we don't pick Thursday night games because we usually stream during the Thursday night game. Uh, so that is... Not fair. Um, look, the Raiders had another 16-3 lead in the fourth quarter, and and they blew it. The Rams pulled this one out 17-16 to on a insane last two series by Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker and the Rams chewed the clock from 12-25 to about 3-25 remaining. Uh, when they scored to make it 16-10, they forced the Raiders to go three and out. The Raiders... The Raiders punt it, gets it down on the two, and Baker Mayfield then leads a 98-yard touchdown drive, scoring with 10 seconds left on a pass to Van Jefferson. And then the Rams come out and intercept Derek Carr on the final effective play of the game. And Baker Mayfield comes out in victory formation and, and ends the game there. A 17-3 comeback for the Rams, absolutely insane. Uh, frankly, going into this game, I probably would have picked the Raiders. Um, and now you see that that would have been wrong. 
Uh, something is going on in Miami uh, that became evident at on Sunday Night Football. I don't know if it's just playing on the West Coast that is resulted in two poor performances by that team. Uh, they need to get back to the drawing board, and they need to get back quick. This is the second bad game in a row Tua has had on the road, on the West Coast, uh, just not looking good, missing easy throws. Tyree Kill did everything he could to keep the Dolphins in this game with a wild, wild 57-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, that was just a wild play. And another 60-yard touchdown uh, reception. Uh, he is now the Miami Dolphins single-season receiving leader, passing Mark Clayton uh, on the on his first catch of the game. Uh, but again, the defense and, and Tua have just not been in sync recently. Uh, yes, Tua's on the offense, but the defense itself has also been out of sync. Something needs to go on here. Justin Herbert played fantastically, escaping pressure, making throws when he needed to, uh, leading the Chargers to a 23-17 win over the Dolphins. It at SoFi Stadium. And then Monday night was an absolute, honestly, it was an injury fest in the first half. Uh, Kylo Murray tore his ACL on the first drive, non-contact injury uh, on a cut. That is a, a tough situation there for, for the Cardinals. And honestly, we hope Kylo Murray the best, uh, but it's also a tough situation for all those uh, turf, artificial turf uh opponents uh, because Arizona uses natural grass and Kyle Murray had the same type of injury that they're all trying to prevent by going to all natural grass. Uh, this happens. It's football. It's unfortunate. Um, and we're just looking to reduce all these injuries as best we can. Uh, James Connor had a touchdown. He earned a touchdown on the ground, carrying three defenders into the end zone with him. Uh, but the story, one of the stories of the game here is back to the NFL's concussion protocol. Uh, the NFL concussion spotters failed to recognize Devontae Parker stumbling out on the field. Again, looking at those attacks, these symptoms that they want to attack now uh, through, after, after two is concussion in week four. Um, man, it's, it's tough uh, because eventually we're what happened is Nelson Aguilar noticed it and had to take a knee to get the refs to stop the game so they could come get Devontae Parker. Uh, that's how out of it he was. I hope he gets healthy. But again, the NFL, we need to work on this. We need to get better at spotting these concussions. This one wasn't even just like, a, oh, he shook his head and, and went back out. No, he was he was actively stumbling uh, the likes of what Tua was uh, in week four. Mac Jones had a solid game. Uh, bailed out the team. It, effectively, he made some mistakes, but he made less mistakes than the Cardinals, and that's definitely what helped. Um, the Patriots were able to capitalize on more of the Cardinals' mistakes throughout this game. Uh, Colt McCoy looked okay for the most of it, uh, but ultimately the Patriots just proved too much. Uh, Patriots win this one 27-13. Moving on. To our games of the week, Bug had taken the Browns going to the Bengals. Bug and I rode with the Browns here, and that was a mistake for us. Uh, as the Bengals have actually found their stride all the way through this season, and and they seem to be a force to be reckoned with right now. Um, since Cincinnati's 
Yeah, I get to, I get to you in a second there, uh, Kentucky Colonel. I, yeah, I just noticed it. Um, Cincinnati's chance uh, stadium broke out into chance of you sick fuck. Uh, again, this has been a common theme, even from the preseason on that Deshaun Watson has been hearing. Uh, overall, Watson has improved upon last week's performance, but he's still not where he needs to be. Uh, and, and honestly, the Bengals have hit their stride. This is this is a dangerous team. Um, okay, so I got to say something nice about the Patriots. Uh, look, they're a solid team, and they make the best of with the talent that they have. Bill Belichick is fantastic at game planning around the team that he has uh, and finds a way to win games that they probably shouldn't. Uh, even right now in what everyone's considering a down year for the Patriots, they're sitting at seven and six. Uh, hey, it could be worse. could be a lot worse. Uh, and they're still in the playoff hunt. So, so something about something about coach Belichick there helps him uh, helps that team succeed. Uh Doug took the Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings have had a chance to sit, uh, to clinch a playoff spot, clinch the, the NFC North. Uh, and for the second week in a row, uh, it just didn't happen for them. Uh, last week, they needed some help from, from the Bears, and the uh, Packers came back to prevent that. Uh, this week, they just did not have a good game against the Lions. The Lions seem to have had them figured out. Uh, Jared Goff had a fantastic game. Uh, It, it's it's insane. The the Lions coming out, uh, putting up 33 points. Uh, they have won five of six. So if we're talking about teams that are getting hot at the right moment, this is a team you have to look at. Um, and Dan Campbell is just a fantastic coach that's not afraid to take risks. Uh, Dan Campbell here had a play on third down. It was third and one. And he's out there watching the wave, just watching it go around the field, not really paying attention to what's coming through his headset. Um, and the, these are quotes from him. Uh, and his offensive coordinator calls down and says, hey, we should run this play. And he goes, just still paying attention. Like, yeah, sure, of course, send it. Um, yeah, that play was to put Penny Sewell in motion and throw him the ball for a third down conversion, which ended up working. But Dan Campbell, man, I, I love that you, you're willing to call those plays, but at least know that you're calling it. Uh, kind of obscene that you may or may not have been paying attention to the game and instead we're paying attention to the wave going around the stadium at that time. Uh, moving on, I took the Eagles at the Giants because I thought this was going to be a much better in-division matchup. Uh, the score doesn't even really show how spread apart these teams were and that's saying something because it's a 26-point difference. Um, Look, the Eagles own this game from start to finish. The Giants really didn't look like they were ever really in the game. Um, uh, it's tough, tough game for the Giants. Their Eagles are clinching, uh, have clinched the NFC East at this point, I do believe, or at least have clinched their playoff spot. Um, oof. Just a brutal game uh, for New York out there. And for the the scores I didn't read, the Bengals won 23 to 10, the Lions won 34 to 23, and the Eagles won 48 to 22. Moving on into our 
fantasy matchups, fantasy forecast here. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, we said sit. He what? He then turned around and got 14.4 points in PPR and 10.4 in standard. Uh, this is all thrown off based on the uh, rushing TD he got, but that's football. Uh, so that was a bad sit. We're not gonna not gonna take an, uh, We're gonna take the L on that one. Uh, T Higgins played one snap, but he had hurt his hammy in warmups. That's something we can't predict. Uh, we're not gonna take that as a loss. We're actually gonna give that a wash. Uh, because that's that's hard to evaluate either either direction. Uh, moving into the running backs, we had said sit Chuba Hubbard. This was a poor sit. He ended up with about seventeen plus points. Um, yeah, that that Seahawks mediocre run defense uh, showed itself. The Panthers won this game in large part due to the efforts of. Chuba Hubbard and, well, Sam Darnold. Um, no, nah, this is one of Chuba's best games of the season, and uh, it was a bad time to sit him. Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a win. Uh, he has locked himself in. He did not get as many points as I would have liked to see him get. Uh, was not as productive as I would have appreciated. He went uh, for 10 points. I believe it was 10.4 points, which is a solid start. Uh, not an RB1 start, but more of a flex running back start there. Uh, so we'll, we'll take the win on that one. Uh, putting us at 25, 30, and 1 on the season. At this point, we're going to start transitioning back into the NCAA. Uh, again, with the coaching carousel news, guys, Doug is all over this. Uh, it is all up and down the Discord. Please, please, please get over to our Discord. Uh, join us, talk with us. We will share our candid thoughts and opinions in that realm. Uh, and have absolutely no issues uh, talking with you guys uh, and just having some fun. And once again, that link is either scrolling across the bottom. It will be in the description below. Uh, just, just go ahead, copy it, do what you need to do, paste it, use it, come talk with us. Uh, Army-Navy week was another solid Army-Navy game. Uh, they effectively went four quarters and two drives into double overtime, the first ever double overtime, uh, first ever overtime game uh, for Army-Navy. And uh, Army pulled it out 20-17. to 17. Uh, Navy had outgained them by a significant margin, which is just tells me that Army came out with the absolute defense that I love. The bend don't break, the don't give up points. I don't care how many yards you give up. Uh, I just care how many points you let on the board. Uh, so Army definitely handled that one. Uh, what fantastic game all the way across. Army with the with the uniform matchup win to um, another great Army Navy week in the books. All right, moving on into our college pickup records. Uh, after this week, Doug is sitting at 88 and 58. I'm sitting at 84 and 62 and bug is sitting at 76 and 70. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky Colonel, how many of those points have you had just sitting there? Um, no, so Doug and I both went two and two. 
Bucks got the stocks going up at three and one off of the FCS quarterfinals. Uh, and let's, let's go ahead and look at those games. I have to say something nice about uh, North Dakota State. Look, they are consistently one of the best programs in the uh, FCS. Not only that, they have had two first-round quarterbacks within about the past six years. Uh, a fantastic team, well-coached, and, and well-rounded all year round. Uh, and North Dakota State handled their business against Samford. Uh, North Dakota State 27, Samford 9. Uh, North Dakota State actually had only a few more yards than uh, Samford. Samford was consistently playing with them and hanging with them. But North Dakota State in Bismarck proved, or I'm sorry, in Fargo proved to be too much. Um, just what a. Another great game. Uh, it took North Dakota State a while to get going, but once they did, uh, they scored 27. Sanford could not come back from that. Uh, the next game I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about this in matchup order. So we're going to go with Incarnate Word at Sacramento State, which is just a wild uh, FCS quarterfinal game. Uh, 66 to 63 in regulation in favor of Incarnate Word. Uh, Incarnate Word put up just over 500 yards. Meanwhile, Sacramento State put up over 700 yards of offense um, with 57 combined points coming in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, these teams knew it was on the line, and their offenses went all out. Their defenses decided to, decided to take a break. Uh, either way, I expect Sacramento State to pull this off. In fact, they almost did at the end of the game. Uh, unfortunately, they could not. Uh, this was Incarnate Words game, uh, who will now travel to Fargo to take on the North Dakota State Bison in the quarterfinal matchup, or a semifinal matchup. One of the earlier games, however, was, in fact, William and Mary at Montana State. Doug and I rode with William and Mary, expecting uh, them to at least compete. That did not happen. Uh, Montana State came through and absolutely ran all over, handled business against William and Mary. The score was 55 to like nine. Uh, just not much to talk about with this game, except this was a Montana State domination from beginning to end. Uh, and it, it looked like William and Mary didn't even belong in the division, let alone in that game. Uh, absolutely outclassed in every phase of the game on Friday night. And then finally, uh, South Dakota State taking on Holy Cross. South Dakota State uh, handled their business. Uh, nothing significant. This was actually a much closer game. It had a chance to go either way at a couple different points in there. Hold up. I'm pulling up the score right now. Uh, the 42-21 score is a little misleading because most of those points, uh, actually not most of, I believe, 40 yeah, about 14 of those points came in about the last five minutes of the game for South Dakota State uh, in garbage time, uh, where it looked like Holy Cross had just given up and they were able to start, honestly, just running all over them. Uh, South Dakota State looks really good this time of year. I'm hoping for a Dakota Marker National Championship, but we're going to see South Dakota State has to get through Montana State and North Dakota State has to get through uh, Incarnate Word, both of which are really hot programs at the moment. Uh, this could be. 
this could be dangerous uh, for both of these uh, Dakota teams. But uh, with both of them hosting Montana State, traveling to Brookings to take on South Dakota State, and UIW taking on, uh, traveling to Fargo to take on North Dakota State, uh, the favor is in their hands. However, we will see how these games break out. And in the prospect previews, uh, Cody Motch, the offensive line for North Dakota State, had a very solid game from what I had seen. Uh, guys, it's really hard to evaluate offensive linemen uh, off of just the the commercial film that we get for uh, for watching the games. Uh, but we can base it on the vibe that's going around uh, for for these players here. So Cody Motch uh, has earned an invite to the Super Bowl. And currently, the word on the street is they are projecting him at a day two pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, so we're going to look to see him develop. He has a chance to make that uh, between the Combine and Senior Bowl, if he gets an invite to the Combine. Uh, has a chance to move that up to a day one pick, which would be absolutely insane for North Dakota State to put up another day one NFL pick. And then finally, uh, Andre Carter II, the outside linebacker from Army, did not, honestly did not impress against Navy. Uh, had just a, an average game at best. Uh, this was a game he really needed to step up in for us to, uh, to, to believe in him just a little bit more. Uh, however, the word on the street is still that based on last year's tape, he's most likely going to get drafted. Uh, draft analysts actually still have him in their top 32, uh, which is absolutely insane. Um, but hey, that is as how it goes when you have a really good season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for the reviews today. We have nothing for non-NFL pros, uh, for the non-NFL pro leagues. Uh, but please, guys, join us on all of our social medias. Like I said, we're going to take a break from the show, but that does not mean we're going to take a break from interacting with, with all you guys. And we're going to be active on Twitter at BDT Football. Uh, we're going to be active on Facebook. We're going to be active on Instagram. Uh, please, just mostly the Discord is going to be where you can find us, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, like I said, all of these links are scrolling below. For the ones that aren't, let me read those off to you. we got patreon.com slash BDT Football, twitter.com slash BDT Football, Facebook.com slash BDT football, Instagram.com slash BDT underscore football, BDT football.com, mailbox at BDT football.com, uh, YouTube.com slash big dudes in the trenches. Obviously, you have our Twitch, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, and our Discord, which I will not read because it's a jumbled mess, but please find these links. Come join us. Come join the conversation. It'll be a good time. Now, normally, this is the part where I ask my friends if they have. Sorry, I just realized that I can't pronounce anything. This is this is fun. Uh, normally, this is the point where I ask my friends if they have anything else to add or Bud gives us a, a private joke, but they're not here. So, guys, I'm just going to take us on out of here. Uh, have a great day. Have a great holiday. We'll see you in the new year. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the trenches.